Huddle Up podcast is sponsored by Arena Eats. Log on to the website, arenaeats.app, that's arenaeats.app, for the ultimate fan experience. At your favorite sports venue, Arena Eats mobile app, pre-order, express pickup, and in-seat delivery. How do you place your order? Hey, everyone in, let's go. Huddle up on three, one, two, three, huddle Huddle up. up. No one, and I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around. This is your game now, gentlemen. Two minutes to go, and a bucked up Dan Holpe watching a bad bounce out of the corner, and a shot, and a save made by Braden Holpe. Oh, my! As Alex Tuck was robbed on a puck that came bouncing out of the corner, and Washington by a whisker. Still on top with 159 to go. My goodness, Braden Holpe. Off the face of the Capitals have won it. The capital of the country is the capital of the hockey playoffs. Many doubted we'd ever see it. But here it is. The return to glory. And now... Welcome, everyone, to the Huddle Up Podcast. We did it our way, baby! We did it! We did it! We did it! Welcome, everyone, to Huddle Up Podcast. We are live on our Facebook page, our YouTube channel, and uh, on our Twitter as well. We are uh, glad you can join us. If you're following along with us in the live video, give it a like, give it a share. We'd appreciate that. And uh, spend some time talking some sports here on a Tuesday night. We... Uh, Hope you're having a good week so far. We got tons to talk about, including one conference returns and one division is a dumpster fire. But make sure you're following us on our social media and uh, subscribe to us on all of our uh, podcast feeds. Make sure you're also uh, following our home network, NGSC Sports at NGSCSports.com. And uh, check us out on Leap Sports every day at LEEIBSports.com. And uh, we got Sean back with us this week, as always. Sean, how we doing? Oh, you know, just uh, just soaking up some sunshine down here in the Sunshine State. I understand it's getting a little colder up north. Uh, not so much here, uh, but it's um, it's getting a little abysmal down here with the title town talk. Um, but I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit later. <laughs> uh, just glad to be uh, back for another week. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, Matt back with us. Matt, how you doing? How you doing, buddy? No, I'm doing well. Um, I, I am going to make a request. I'm sure Sean can uh, kind of back me on this, but you know, as as your show here grows and the fandom kind of spreads, could we get like maybe the Harry Callis O2 pitch swing and a miss on the intro or 
or Chris Collinsworth or uh, Collinsworth going, oh, when the Eagles <laughs> won the Super Bowl, something like that. Um, I would settle for that. Well, we have we have a no Collinsworth policy, but I can look into a Harry Callis clip. That's for sure. Uh, I hear enough of Chris Collinsworth in my life. I don't need extra on a uh, on a Tuesday evening. Yeah, uh, there's two of them. How yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that? The uh, the 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 Sunday night football game at Seattle when it was Jack talking to Chris, and I was just like, Alexa, what does hell look like? <laughs> um, because they sound exactly alike, which is just goddamn ridiculous. It, it's it's the dumbest thing ever. It shouldn't be a thing. Uh, yeah, Tyler here says that uh, you know Doc Emmerich uh, retiring is going to suck. Yeah, it absolutely. Uh, absolutely is um, a legendary voice, but uh, of course the long career of uh, of Doc Emmerich. So uh, we wish him the best in his retirement, um, and uh, we will try and uh, we'll we'll find out who is going to be the uh, the lead, the replacement lead on the the main broadcast there on NBC, and uh, and then who gets the the supplemental one as well. So it'll be interesting to see what N- NBC does. Uh, on uh, on that one. So again, if you're following along with us, live video, wherever you're watching, whatever, uh, if it's Twitter, Facebook, or YouTube, uh, share it, share the link, uh, get as many people in here, interact with us. Um, and guys, we'll, we'll jump into it here. Obviously, the Big Ten uh, rejoining uh, the college football uh, action this weekend, and, and um, they will play an eight-game um, conference-only schedule. Uh, they will have a Big Ten championship, also Big Ten championship weekend, um, all the teams that do not make the Big Ten title game will will play. Uh, kind of a like I don't know if it's I forget if it's like best worst. Um, or how they how they're going to do it, but the rest uh, they will have a each team will have a championship week game, I guess, to get that extra one. Uh, in uh for uh for practice sake and whatnot, but uh, you look at the East Division: Indiana, Maryland, Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, Penn State, and Rutgers. Of course, the West Division. Illinois, Iowa, Minnesota, Nebraska, Northwestern, Purdue, and Wisconsin. Uh, they will, as normal, uh, be the East versus West in the um, championship game. Yeah, Tyler, I don't think you have to worry about Pierre Maguire replacing uh, Doc Emmerich because Pierre never does uh, play-by-play. Um, so, you you know, you, you would look to a play-by-play guy. Uh, Eddie O is uh, color as well. So, um you know, I don't think you have any worry there about Pierre replacing uh, Doc. So you can you can rest easy tonight, Tyler. Um, so the question I put out there, um, it, you know, pretty much was simply uh, as the Big Ten gets under underway this weekend, who do you think uh, will win the uh, the Big Ten championship uh, and who will play uh, for the Big Ten championship? And, and we can dive into it here. Um, for me, I, I, I at, at this point, and, and this is obviously going off of, uh, no, no, no games. We, we don't have any non-conference games or anything like that, that would, um, you know, give us any idea until somebody proves me. Otherwise, Ohio state is, is going to be the king of the, of, you know, the a king of the East division. And, um, really it's going to come down to Wisconsin and Minnesota, um, in, in the West. And, uh, I'll give a shout out to my buddy, Frank, uh, because last year on this show, he had predicted Minnesota was going to go undefeated. They fell one game short of that, uh, which was pretty impressive uh, in and of itself. Uh, so for for my buddy Frank from college, I'll I'll give the uh, the Minnesota Golden Gophers uh, the victory in the uh, in the West Division to take on Ohio State in the Big Ten title game, uh, and 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 Ohio State probably going to still win the Big Ten and until I get proven otherwise. 
Um, you know, I, I've been burned too many other years picking other teams, so uh, I'll go with the easy layup on this one, Sean. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's kind of one of those, you know, when you look at who's going to come out of the uh, the other conference, um, uh, the other half of the conference, I should say, uh, is always just kind of the, the the wild card pick there. I, I think to not take Ohio State um, would be pretty gutsy here. Uh, I mean, there's some other fun teams. I mean, obviously, you know, back home where you guys are, uh, you know, Penn State's always a, a fun flair play. And, you know, you always have the kind of big three there. And, um, you know, beyond that, I, I you know, I, I don't see any reason to not take Ohio State. I, I guess if they're, you know, in a short season, I mean, I it's conference play, though. So one loss, you know, hurts you as much as any other year, I guess. You're kind of playing within the conference anyway. Um so, yeah, I, I'll take Ohio State. I don't really care who comes out of the other side. I don't <laughs> see them being a, a, a massive threat to, to a Big Ten title. I don't see anyone on that side um, uh, to really um, really challenge whoever comes out of that. If, if it's Penn State or Michigan, you know, Godspeed. But, um, but uh, I, I see Ohio State pretty much just running away with the Big Ten the way it's set up. Sure. Matt, how about you? Yeah, I think Ohio State has the most talent, um, and I'm not just saying that because I would never pick Penn State or Michigan to win that. I, I think they truly are the best team coming out of there. Um, I guess we'll see pretty early. Penn State, Ohio State is what, week two or yeah, something? Yeah, I think so. Week two or week three, yeah. So, so we'll know pretty soon who's going to come out of out of the Big Ten because I think that that's probably going to be the deciding game for the East. Um in the West, we'll just give it to Minnesota just so that state has some form of football that they can cheer for since uh, the Vikings certainly aren't going to do that for them this season uh, with Kirk Cousins doing his thing already pretty early on in the season. Um, so we'll go Ohio State-Minnesota, but again, it's I think we're all unanimous. <laughs> A little yeah. unanimous there that it's it's got to be Ohio State coming out of the Big Ten, and I don't think it'll be close. Yeah, and it, it, yeah, and I think you hit it with Minnesota. I, I was going to kind of chime back in, and you know, it's kind of interesting. For a long time, Wisconsin was kind of that go-to in the West, uh, you know, kind of that dominant force, and you know, they very well may could be. I mean, if they find a way to get that running game going again and play defense with with whatever fill-in players they have for the guys that left, you know, they got a shot. Uh, and I think, um, you know, obviously Nebraska years ago was the pick, uh, no longer uh, out there in the in the Midwest. But um, but Minnesota to me looks like uh, as far as the West goes the cream of the crop and if they get hot and maybe someone other than Ohio State sneaks in who knows but uh, but uh, yeah I'm glad to see we're unanimous pretty much on that yeah we had a couple of Penn Staters on the uh, on the on the comment on the Facebook page uh, one one we are response and then uh... oh, that sucks <laughs> clever yeah, yeah. Um... it sticks. And then uh, Andrew uh, said Penn State versus Wisconsin. Penn State takes the conference title, uh, although honestly the de facto title game is week two between Penn State and Ohio State. Uh, yeah, and you know you can't you can't fault Penn Staters for um, you know having having high hopes, but um, know that all too well. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. And and I mean really, and I'm not I'm not just trying to, to crap on Penn State to crap on Penn State, even though it is a fun pastime of mine. But you, you're really, if you, if you look back over the, the Penn State-Ohio State rivalry, Penn State has, some, has had some upsets in that game at State College during the whiteout at night, and that's what this year was going to be. It was going to be 
that night game again, but you're 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 taking out you know the majority of the the impact of the Penn State fan base because th- there's not going to be I, I I haven't looked into whether or not like students and parents are allowed, but it's not going to be the hundred and six thousand or or whatever uh, Beaver Stadium holds nowadays. Uh, it, it, so it's it's just it's not going to be the same as. Penn State fans know it to be, and it's not going to have the same impact, I don't think. So, really, that that's the great equalizer for for Ohio State, and unfortunately for Penn, I, I just I don't see, I don't see how they're going to be able to pull that off. I, I really don't. Yeah, and you kind of got two forces working on the opposite side of the coin. I mean, if you're looking at the Penn State um, hope, like you said, uh, in in the scenario that we're in this year, um, you know, when Ohio State when um, Ohio State uh, in those games against Penn State, like you said, uh, that that fan base uh, plays a lot of uh, part into it. And in college football in general, I think you're going to see uh, that kind of change. I know there are fans and there's someone to play in front of, but those those high profile, high talent teams um, that do get upset on road games in big game, you know, in in big crowded stadiums, um, it, it kind of plays out more where like the talent just takes over the game there's a lot less interference in that taking place uh so you know beyond a few bad bounces of a ball or somebody you know running into a i guess we'll call them a red hot louisville team uh you know that kind of scenario <laughs> I, I don't know what that was uh but a situation like it that was a w god damn it it was a w yeah. that's that's the important part is we won that game right. and it can't hurt us anymore <laughs> right it can't hurt us anymore but uh, the one pro in that one is that it was louisville you you run into a uh scenario like that in in a state college uh you know or in in ann arbor uh those teams are a little better and and might be able to capitalize a little faster and a little harder uh so that's the one uh the one scenario that that might not work but for the most part ohio state's going to run on the other side of that um the pro that penn state has is you're getting them essentially in week two because of the shortened schedule there is no get the motor running, get the tires turning, find some traction and get that machine moving at a high speed. If Ohio State, for some reason, you know, injury or two happens in week one in key positions or they just they for some reason look look a little lost, but find a way to win. um, You could run into a scenario where if you can get your juices going a little sooner uh, than Ohio State can, then then you may get to catch them by surprise. But um, so, so you have that. I mean, if you're a Penn State fan, that that's as close to hope as I'm gonna I'm gonna throw at you is that <laughs> uh, you're getting them at the right point in the schedule. I think because I think the later in the year it gets with that machine rolling, the harder it's going to be to stop it. Sure, no doubt. Matt, any other thoughts? Um, Penn State sucks. That's <laughs> I like it. I All like right, it. Point well taken. Matt wins the argument. <laughs> it sticks. Uh, so we're gonna move on to the uh, the marquee games of the college football weekend. Uh, this upcoming week, of course, the college football uh, slate expanding with the return uh, of the uh, of the Big Ten. Uh, just recapping, uh, Sean, I went back and uh, and 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 recapped our uh, our picks against the spread uh, for the year for both college and and the NFL. Since uh, um, you know, for various reasons, Dave and Matt not with us every week, so so I, I tabulated ours uh, in college football. Sean, I, I was uh, I was zero and three uh, last week. Uh, for for a six and nine uh, overall total on the year, you were three and zero oh last week for a fourteen and one on the year. That Florida Texas A and M game uh, got you. So 
the game where I wanted Texas A&M so bad but knew too little about him to pick him against Florida, <laughs> only to find out I knew too little about Florida's defense uh, at the time. But uh, but yeah, we'll take we'll take a fourteen we'll take a fourteen one spot down with that. Yeah, so I have uh, I have some I have some catching up to do. Uh, but let's uh, let's get started here. Number twenty three, North Carolina State. They are four and one. They travel to North Carolina, coming off of their uh, road loss at Florida State last week. Boy, woof! Didn't see that one coming. Hi, caramba. Uh, um, I mean, you know, and that that just shows you the week to week the college football game just uh, can can catch anyone off guard. But uh, they are at number fourteen. Uh, they are a sixteen and a half point uh, home favorite. Sixty three is the over under this one noon on ESPN. Um, I'm taking North Carolina in a ba- in a bounce back spot. Um, if they want any hope uh, to get back in this uh, ACC race, uh, which again will probably continue to be Notre Dame and Clemson until proven otherwise, uh, North Carolina can't afford another loss. Uh, so I give them a bounce back, and I'm going to give the over here. You know, if if, if Florida State can put up the the points uh, on North Carolina um, that they did, I'm, I'm going to assume that anybody else can. Uh, so North Carolina. Uh, Plus the 16 and a half. Uh, they, they're going to want to come back big. Uh, they're going to do it at home uh, in the over. Yeah, it's going to be hard for you to, to catch up with me with picks like that because I'm going to pretty much agree with you on both sides of the coin. I think uh, North Carolina's got to get the get the machine moving in the right direction like I talked about before. you got to get it moving. Um, and uh, I think that was just one that caught them by surprise, some early mistakes. Uh, and they almost came back and took it. I thought for sure the Seminoles were in classic choke mode you know i get a get enough a uh, enough of the golden <laughs> crimson down here I say, i'm um, sure you hear all about it yeah i mean i get a I get a little more uh, a little more gators plenty of usf they get a ton of support down here uh but the seminoles are around uh and um i'm not sure why you'd still wear a seminole jersey at this point but hey you know what loyalty i guess uh but either way uh they bounce back i think you're right i think they uh they cruise to this one i was looking at uh nc states um kind of track record here and they beat some okay teams the trouble that they had is is they gave up a lot of points doing it they you know they you win a couple close ones with Pitt uh and with Wake Forest uh which by the way if NC State was hoping to surprise Clemson at any point this year uh Clemson uh Wake Forest is still cleaning their wounds out and uh, <laughs> uh Wake Forest almost they lost 45 to 42 to the Wolfpack earlier this year um, so I would put the Wolfpack somewhere in there. I think NC UNC is just a higher class team. I'm also going to take the over with you. Uh, I think um, what I've seen in both their track records, both teams can score a lot of points, and I don't see any reason for that to stop today or this weekend. Speaking of the teams still looking their wounds, I'm pretty sure Clemson just scored 14 more points against Georgia Tech. Yeah, I thought I saw they were driving. Because <laughs> what that game at one point was seven seven, and it finished seventy three to seven. It's, it's unreal. There, Clemson's punter had more passing yards in that yeah. game than, than than Georgia Tech's quarterback. Their whole yeah, their their actual team. Yes, absurd. Uh, Matt, uh, UNC and NC State. Uh, yeah, I, I do think this will be a statement game for UNC. Uh, definitely have to kind of prove themselves again now. So I, I definitely will take them minus the points. Uh, I don't know enough about NC State to say that they'll have the offense to keep up with UNC. So for that reason, I'm going to take the under. Uh, you know, I see NC winning big, but probably like a, I don't know, 35-14 type deal. Um, nothing huge. Uh, and I could be wrong. NC State could be a gunning team. I just don't know enough to say that. 
I, I, I'll, I'll say no. <laughs> I'll say they're not. <laughs> um, I'd just like to throw it in there uh, before we leave the ACC just now and, and uh, before this weekend starts, if, we could, if I could request a preemptive moment of silence uh, in, for Syracuse, uh, we're going to just get it out of the way early because uh, uh, they, they have a very nasty road matchup against Clemson this weekend uh, coming in at one and four. Uh, it's not, I mean, 73 were the, was the total against Georgia Tech. I, I don't know if the scoreboard has enough digits on it <laughs> for what's going to happen against Syracuse. I hope they, they installed another set of numbers, put that hundreds place up there. We might see a basketball score out of Clemson. Yeah, it's, that's going to be tough. <laughs> that's that's going to be ugly. That's not good. That's not good. All right, we continue on here. Uh, we go to the Big 12, number 17, Iowa State. They are 3-1. and one. Going to Oklahoma State, ranked number 6. They're 3-0. and oh. uh, They're a three-point home favorite over under 54, uh, 330 on uh, on Fox. Uh, I have Oklahoma State. I think they're, they're going to cover the three. Again, it, it, speaking – um, to, you know, to, to teams and conferences that, that are holding on to, to hope, uh, if the big 12 wants any hope at getting into a playoff, um, they need Oklahoma state at this point, they need Oklahoma state to not only win, but win big. Um, and, and they're, I think they're going to do that here. Um, and, uh, it's the big 12 54 is not a lot of points when you're talking big 12 teams. I am definitely taking that over, uh, in Oklahoma state to cover. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I see no reason uh, for Oklahoma State's train to derail here this week. Uh, Iowa State is a, a talented team, not near talented enough, in my opinion. I think you have a potential Heisman winner uh, in the backfield for Oklahoma State anyway, um, assuming that all goes to plan for them. Uh, but I, uh, I, um, I'm going to take them easily to cover that, uh, that measly spread. Uh, and if you expect me to take the under in a Big 12 game, <laughs> uh, you have lost your mind. I'm just baffled. The only thing that scares me on taking the over is they've set it at, what, 52, did you say? 52? Uh, 54. All right, I was showing 52. Um, still, that low 50s mark for a Big 12 game, I don't know if they know something about the weather, if there's going to be tornadoes blowing outside the state. <laughs> I have no idea, but that seems incredibly low, so that scares me a little. Uh, still can't do it. I'm taking the over. Good choice. Uh, Matt? Yeah, a little worrisome there. Um if, if this is kind of the same Iowa State team that we saw last year in the bowls, if I if Ian Book can you know put up some passing yards <laughs> against you, then I, I don't have much hope for you on defense. So certainly taking you Come over, on, and man. I'm certainly taking Oklahoma State to cover easily. Yeah, the, uh, now we move to the Big Ten, our only Big Ten game of the week, because uh, most of the matchups are not uh, two teams in the in the top twenty five. I think uh, I think. I think Ohio State plays Northwestern or something, and Penn State plays Indiana, so so no no real good games there. But this is the college game day game, uh, and this is taking place in a in a uh, city that had uh, over a foot of snow today, <laughs> and the high temperature on Saturday. Uh, remember this stadium outdoors now. Um, the high temperature on Saturday is supposed to be thirty six, so by the seven thirty p.m. Eastern kickoff time, uh, probably gonna be a little chilly. So welcome back to football. Big 10, it is number 18, Michigan. Uh, they're a three-point road favorite at number 21, Minnesota. This is your uh, your game on ABC. 55 uh, is the over-under um, on this one. Um, and because we don't know anything about either of these teams right now, I'm going to go the safe route in my house, and I'm going to take the Michigan Wolverines 
uh, to win and cover the three points. Um, and I'm actually going to go the under in this one, um, just because you know we, we don't we don't know about either team uh, with, with the cold weather. We don't know uh, as of right now. Um, I don't I, I don't believe there's supposed to be any snow or anything in the forecast, but uh, obviously still a few days away. That could change. So um, I'm going to actually take the under on this one. Uh, well, I, I did notice um, uh, yesterday uh, that there were hints that there may be some COVID-related issues for Minnesota. Uh, that 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 has yet to be verified, at least from what I've been watching. Um, but there there were hints coming out of Minnesota on that. Uh, have, knowing that, uh, I should go the other way. Uh, I'm going to assume because in 24 hours' time we haven't heard anything that it's not going to necessarily affect anything uh, in the next few days. But um, Pending, no COVID. Uh, I, I like Minnesota in this game. I think the weather's going to come into play a little bit. Um, I, I know, uh, you know, if you're going coach for coach, obviously, you know, Michigan, uh, kind of a better track record coach-wise, better track record uh, program-wise. Uh, but I have no reason um, to know whether that's going to carry on this year. And I know they come out to some slow starts historically. And I think that's going to happen again. I think uh, you have a few questions in the secondary for Michigan. And I think that uh, Minnesota's going to avoid the downfield pass as much as they can, but it's going to be too tempting. I think you draw them in with the run. You can get them over the top. Uh, I like Minnesota uh, to win outright, not just to cover. Uh, But I'm going to go with you on the under, I think, between the weather and the uncertainty and kind of getting the ball rolling um, and trying to probably run the ball early. uh, I I think they're going to stay under that mark. Another thing, um, I don't know if you guys saw this, but apparently like Michigan – like the University of Michigan is on a two week stay in place order for their their students because like sixty percent of local cases like in in the Ann Arbor area are from new COVID cases are from the University of Michigan. Now the football team is still allowed to uh, continue activities and 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 get the season going. Um, I guess you know with, with with testing and tracing still taking place. So if anybody would test positive. Uh, but just uh, some some crazy uh, crazy news out of out of the the state and the University uh, of Michigan today, uh, Matt. Michigan and uh, Minnesota. Well, you'll never hear me pick Michigan ever. <laughs> so Minnesota will win. Um, they will win big, and we'll still take the under because Michigan will just score zero wow. points if they are that bad. Um, damn. Uh, like I said, I'm I'm staying safe in this house. Just uh, it's, I'm just protecting myself <laughs> um and then our final college game uh for the weekend number nine cincinnati they are three and oh uh they travel to number 16 smu who are five and oh and a two and a half point uh home favorite in this one 56 and a half uh, is your over under uh nine o'clock on espn two uh honestly i i was surprised there was still an espn two i was completely under un- unaware that uh that that was actually still a thing <laughs> um but I'm going to go. Well, see they that. have to keep it to sell to ESPN three. You can't just ah, have a one and a three. And you can't, and you can't get to the Ocho without uh, exactly. Two you and need three. the two to get there. Um, they need to bring that back again for for another week. I think once we get out of once baseball's over and we have no idea uh, besides football what what sports are going to be there. Uh, I think they need to bring the yeah. Ocho back. Bring back the Ocho because that was fun back at the beginning of quarantine. That that was a freaking blast. Um, but I'm going to go Cincinnati here. Um, I, I think they're the better team. Uh, I, I think the the SMU being being a two and a half point favorite is probably because they're at home. 
Uh, so, so I like Cincinnati to, uh, to, to win here, obviously. And, um, I'm, I'm going to go the over. I feel like most, most games in college football, uh, are just going to hit the over this year, uh, more, especially even than other years with, uh, with all the, you know, players out for, for COVID and things like that and practices and different things being off. So, uh, Cincinnati to win, uh, and obviously cover and the over. Uh, I think you're probably right uh, with um, uh, the better team being in Cincinnati. Uh, I mean, the trouble is, um, you know, not as many games played, not as much to look at on film, a little harder to gauge. uh, And I would have loved if that uh, TCU game for uh, Southern Methodist was on their track record would have made this a lot easier to pick. However, I do like SMU's track record. I think a win over Memphis, who I thought was going to really challenge for that, um, that conference championship really thought that was a chance for them. Um, not so much now with how many teams are coming out of here with uh, no losses so far. Um, but um, yeah, coming off that big win, you beat Tulsa. There's a good team there. I, I kind of like where uh, Southern Methodist is heading. I think it's exciting for college football that they're competitive and I think they're going to keep the uh, train rolling. I'm going to take them. Um, I'm going to take them in this one um, with the spread. Uh, you know, let's uh, let's take the, take the points and run. Um, but I think they're gonna they're gonna win and cover, and uh, that over under uh, a lot of points scored in this uh, conference. It's kind of the mini Big Twelve, in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> I don't see any reason uh, to think that they're not going to cover that uh, that mid fifties mark. All right, Matt, how about you? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think this will be kind of a fun game. I think we will see a lot of scoring here. Um, you know, neither team really screams defensive juggernaut, um, or really screams anything, honestly. Um, so uh, I'll take the over and I'll take Cincinnati as well. Just to I want to see them just keep climbing, see what they do uh, and where things shake up. Who knows, potential bowl game for Notre Dame when we eventually uh, get throttled by Clemson and then, you know, lose to Wake Forest in the last week of the season. Cause that's something <laughs> that we'll do. But don't forget that Boston College game that's looming the week after yeah. Clemson. Thank you, ACC, uh, for scheduling that one. We appreciate that. Um, a couple of NFL stories, guys, before we, before we, uh, get to our, uh, commercial break and then take the, uh, and and then hit the games in the NFL, uh, today it was announced by the Miami Dolphins that, uh, they are on a bye, uh, this week, um, Baltimore, Indy, Miami, Minnesota, all on a bye this week, but, uh, coming out of their bye week when they play the Rams that, uh, it'll be Tua as a starting quarterback instead of Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, and for me, I mean, this was always the end game when when you when you drafted Tua. If you could get healthy, um, I think it was evident that, that this is where the team was going. However, I have to question personally the timing of it. You, you're you're coming off of of another win. You're three and three. Uh, Fitzpatrick, although I mean his numbers aren't perfect. Uh, I think it's like seventy percent completions. Uh, the touchdown interception ratio ratio is a little off, but I think uh, bulk of those were the the first couple of games. You've won a couple in a row. You're one game out of first. Um, I feel like the timing is just off on this. It, it kind of kind of caught me and everybody off guard. Um, and, and, and my question is, I mean, the, the only action that, that Tua has seen um, was in, in the most garbage of garbage time um, this past Sunday against the Jets. So I, I don't really understand uh, what, the, what the reasoning is uh, behind this decision. It just, it just kind of caught me off guard. Seemed seemed a little uh, seemed a little out there uh, to uh, make this switch 
right now. I, I'm, I'm happy for Tua, obviously, coming off the injury that he had, but the timing seems very off on this for me. Well, yeah, I, I think um, – I mean, it, it definitely caught me by surprise, especially, you know, when you're looking at um, – when you're looking at a Miami Dolphins team that thanks to a little slide here by the Buffalo Bills is, is, is only a game out of first yeah. place in the AFC East. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, at least from a uh, from a uh, fantasy perspective, I've been keeping an eye on him because he's currently sitting like QB eight, I think, in the NFL uh, statistically. Um, just um, kind of baffling. Um, you know, he uh, you know, has had multiple touchdown or multiple, multiple touchdown games. Uh, and even managed to win one uh, and throw over 300 yards in the only game where he threw no touchdowns. I, I don't, um, you know, I know it was against the Jets, but you just came off a a, a big shutout there in, in, in the division. Um, it doesn't make a ton of sense to me. I, I feel like if Ryan Fitzpatrick was struggling uh, or you had a couple real sloppy wins, I don't know. I don't know that handing it to a young young guy here, you know, are you saying that like, you know, because you're going to start to hear it. If he starts to lose some games, it's going to look like we tanked this on purpose, uh, try to get him some help with some good picks, um, which historically the Dolphins have not done anything with. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I, I just I just really think it's a, it's a strange scenario. I, I, I think, obviously, Tua, like you said, not only is he the end game, uh, I think from a skill perspective, uh, brings a lot more to the table than Fitzpatrick. But what he doesn't bring is experience. He doesn't bring a hot streak behind him or a win streak. And... Um, he doesn't have near the beard uh, to compete in in the later uh, later parts of the season, especially if you're going to go into cold weather. Uh, so, so I, I really question uh, really question this. Choice. Yeah, I mean, uh, looking at his numbers here, I mean, obviously they're three for three. Is a completion percentage seventy point one, ten touchdowns, seven interceptions, and like I said, I think those a lot of those interceptions were uh, you know early in the year. Um, he has one of his highest QB ratings. Uh, I mean, granted, only six games so far, but one of his highest QB ratings of his career. It's his highest completion percentage. Like, it, again, it, it just, um, you know, and then they're coming off of two straight wins. You're one game out of first. It just, yeah, the time. Yeah, is- and you got, um, I mean, you have, uh, you know, the 10 to 7 isn't a great number, um, but he does have touchdowns on the ground. Uh, if you take his, his rushing stat, sure, he has two more true. touchdowns there uh, and an additional 135 yards. Um, and, and that receiving core, I mean, you talk about the Eagles and Cowboys being banged up. I know we've talked about that a lot. The Dolphins early in the season had a ton of injuries at the wide receiver position, and, and uh, we're really struggling to get guys out there. Uh, and thing the, sucks. They, you're darn right it does. Uh, but, I, you know, I, I think that he's he's made it through some struggles, had some up-and-down situations, and has, has come through with shining colors. And I just kind of wonder, you know, I mean, I guess you were hoping he gets the two gets to full health and you feel more comfortable, but – what was the point of even handing the team to Fitzpatrick in the first place? Right. Uh, if you're going to hand a one game out of first place team to somebody who's never played an NFL uh, start. Well, maybe, maybe the, the Dolphins never planned on being one game out of first. Yeah, they're just like, this was the week. They just picked it ahead of time. They're like, yeah, we'll get him in that time. Uh, just just set our Twitter to automatically put that out there. And, uh, and they're like, ah, well, we got to go with it now. And into his first start, he faces Aaron Donald in the Rams defense. So good planning. Good yeah, I'm excited. Plan. I have him in two leagues. Good, good planning on that one, Matt. Your thoughts here on uh, two a time? I'm actually okay with it. Um, you know, when you look at what the Dolphins are going to do moving forward, like you guys said, obviously Fitzpatrick is not the answer moving forward. So at this point in this season, where we don't even know if we're going to see a playoffs, you know, anything can happen as the fall comes on. You want to get two of some reps. You want to see what he can do before, you know 
anything happens, if he keeps winning, um, you know, he's got a good mentor in Fitzpatrick to learn under as he comes back from any turnovers or anything like that. Um, but you've got to see what you have in him before the season ends so you know what you're doing in the draft. Um, you know, do you have to build around him or can you focus on the defense? Um, so I think it's a good plan. It is a little puzzling just because of the status of it, but I also don't think Miami or their fans were planning on being a playoff team <laughs> this season. So it's it's not like the fans are going to be like too upset to see them just squeak into the playoffs, get a low draft pick and then have nothing to build around Tua. Matt, if you're going to make reasonable points like that, I, I might not ever bring you back on this show. This is not the show for logical thought and reasoning. So Yeah, just, I, I miss Dave. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> just you got to Don't you dare take that tone with me. Um and then the other um the other not really a story, but this is more like a thought in my mind. Obviously the past couple of weeks we've had um Tuesday night games, we've had Monday night doubleheaders. Last week, we missed the Thursday game. And by missed, I mean it wasn't there. I didn't actually miss it. Um, so for me, I think I would actually like to see the NFL change their schedule because I actually enjoyed sitting down to the dinner table on a Monday night and getting an NFL football game before another NFL football game. Not that the, the later game ever really got started anyway, but that's that's a whole nother point in and of itself. Um, I love that game. I'm sure you did. I mean, I I loved uh, whatever the game was on, on uh, Sunday with, uh, with the guys in green. I enjoyed that one probably about as much uh, as, as you enjoyed the Monday night game. So, um, but uh, yeah, the NFC East is just, it's so embarrassing. It is just so So embarrassing. Um, But really, I mean, I, I would love to see him just double dip Mondays, eliminate Thursdays, uh, you know, it, it'll, it, it takes away that short week for one team. Um, you know, you have more days off between Monday and Sunday then. Uh, I'd, I'd love to see the NFL change the schedule. Not that it's something that, that and, and Chris agrees with me, double dip on Monday. Um, not, not that it's going to happen, but, but would you guys like to see them kind of flip the script here? Uh, I mean, Thursday games uh, historically have been bad. And if you'd asked me several years ago, I'd have been like, I mean, from a fantasy perspective, it's a mess. It's so hard to pick. It used to be so hard to take quarterbacks in a Thursday game. Uh, You'd be willing to take a running back. uh, And defensively, you're like, do I even start a defense that's playing on Thursday? Because I don't know what's about to hit them. Uh, And it was very hard to prepare. And I'd imagine from a a game prep uh, perspective in the NFL, it's very similar. Uh, You're running limited reps. You're, you're, you know, you got to run some reps the week before and uh, just kind of, um, you know, a quick quick plan for a for a actual NFL game where players can get hurt. Uh, in the past few years, they've been better. Uh, we've seen some shootouts. We've had some good uh, you know good quality games. Some games that uh, I know I was excited about. And it is nice not having to wait all the way till Sunday. Um, you know, do I think maybe you could push it to Friday? Anything anything preventing that? I mean, obviously, high school football would be like, what are you doing? Um, you know, but. Um, I don't have a huge problem with Saturday. Um, getting an earlier game on Monday is kind of nice, I guess. Uh, you got to worry about, you know, what they're going to say with the West Coast. Uh, obviously, you're taking uh, a game out of prime time, putting it into a, a non-prime time slot in the West, uh, unless you're going to alternate and maybe do one Monday the five and eight, the next Monday like a seven and ten, like do the late game like they do week one. 
Um, I think that would be a potential option, but um, I don't. I don't mind either way. I mean, I'm going to enjoy the second Monday night game. I'm also going to. Um, I'm also going to keep enjoying Thursday as long as it's there. Matt, how about you? Yeah, I think really the the main reason this comes up is just because of the quality of the game that we've been seeing on Thursdays, and this was supposed to be a good one, you know. So um, we kind of got robbed of that. Um, so I don't necessarily mind having two in one day, but I just I like it more spread out personally. So even if you're not going to do the Thursday one, make one like a Saturday or a Tuesday um, just because, you know, then we still get that extra game on that extra day. You cut out some of the weight because even the college games that they put on Thursdays and Fridays are pretty akin to the Thursday NFL games we get anyway. Right. So it's not like anyone's, you know, setting their DVR to watch, you know, Louisville versus, I don't know. BYU something similar <laughs> <Hawaii>. to that <laughs> right yeah so um I I did like you know the kind of the change of pace and getting those two games I liked the Tuesday game that we got the week before that was that was fun so mm-hmm. um shaking it up a little bit is fine but I think they just need to do what they do on Sundays and have that option to flex so we're not stuck with like Jags Bengals on Thursday night or you know Dolphins Seahawks Something that no one, aside from fans of those teams or fantasy owners, are, are really going to want to tune in for. Sure, sure, no doubt. All right, we're going to pause here for a quick commercial break and uh, stick with us on the other side. We'll, of course, have our NFL picks against the spread. Talk a little bit about the uh, upcoming NHL season, of course, and Major League Baseball. World Series gets underway tonight. Stick with us. Huddle up live. After these messages, we'll be right back. Huddle Up Podcast is sponsored by Arena Eats. Log on to the website, arenaeats.app, that's arenaeats.app, for the ultimate fan experience. At your favorite sports venue, Arena Eats mobile app, pre-order, express pickup, and in-seat delivery. How do you place your order? You're listening to NGSC Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSCSports.com, where you can get awesome analysis on all things sports. Or check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, subscribe to NGSC Sports' YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports, and like us on Facebook. NGSC Sports. We never stop. Welcome back, Huddle Up Live. We are here with you. If you're following along on the live video, give us a like. Give us a share. We'd appreciate that. Sean, Matt, and, uh, of course, me, Jim, here back with you on a Tuesday night. We're glad you can join us wherever you are. Uh, It's World Series uh, right now. Top four, no score between the Dodgers and the Rays. The Dodgers, the home team uh, in the neutral site game, of course, down there in uh, in Texas at... uh, 
Is it Globe Life Field, Globe Life Park? I know the old Rangers Stadium uh, was renamed one of them for the uh, they it was the XFL Stadium, so I forget which one. I think the new one there is Globe Life Field. But uh, so we're gonna jump in here, guys. We have four games, of course, in the NFL uh, for this Sunday. Sean against the spread on the year last week. I was three and one uh, for an eleven and eight overall. You were three and one for a 14 and five overall. So our, uh, Two. our so our college head to heads a little bit closer, uh, than the, uh, than the, than the college ones are the NFL being a little bit closer than the college are. And I'm a, I'm above 500 in the NFL. So that's a, hey, that's, that's a good thing. That's a, something for me to hang my hat on. Um, are you sure there's a baseball game tonight? I think I would have heard something down here. I think, I think I would have known. Pretty sure. Pretty sure there's a game. Yeah, I'm pretty it's, sure. It's real quiet down here. You I'm, sh- even I'm know sure it is. Well, I'm, I'm sure everybody's napping after the Stanley Cup uh, uh, COVID super spreader parties. Yeah, that I guess. Have been down. I guess. <laughs> no, raise everywhere. Raise up. God, I guess so. That's uh, that's got to be fun, huh? Stanley Cup, possible World Series, Buccaneers four and two. The Buccaneers start going on a hot run. These radio stations I listen to are going to get downright unlistenable. Well, and I mean the the World Series with the, with the frequency of games. I mean the World Series is over in a Just week. Boop, boop, boop. Yeah, I was going to say it's going to be over in less than a week. Probably. Yeah. So yeah. so, but you know, like they play like right through till Saturday. It could be over by Saturday. Yeah, like like Joe Buck. I think like this. He had football, football. Then t- today, tomorrow, baseball, baseball, football Thursday. Baseball Friday, Saturday, football again Sunday, and I think a World Series again on Monday. He has a game every day for like ten. Straight and even days. that much work couldn't shut him up. <laughs> like the, talking that much, it wasn't enough to you wear think out it would the make him talk courts. less. No, you, you it, know, it does no, not. but just just keeps it going. Um, let's start in the NFL uh, on Sunday. Uh, the three and three Panthers. I, I I don't even I can't even understand how that's a thing. Wow. Um at wow. at the 3 and 2 uh New Orleans Saints 7 and a half uh point favorite at home 51 is the number uh over under here this one uh one o'clock on Fox. Um just because I I, I don't know how anything works anymore. I'm going to go with the Panthers not only to cover 7 and a half. I'm going to say they're going to win this football game. Um and uh, I'm I'm going to go under though. I think to to do it you're going to have to control the clock with their run game. You're also going to have to um, keep what has been actually a fairly disappointing Saints offense. Uh, can keep them uh, grounded again. Uh, so I, I like the I like the under here. Panthers and the under. Yeah, I um, I'm I'm going to differ with you there. I, I think um, you're going to see a Saints team um, that has a chance to uh, to really try to take some control. Uh, in the South, uh, you know, they got to keep pace with, uh, with Tommy touchdown down here in Tampa Bay. Uh, and I think, um, and with Carolina and, and I know of the past few weeks have been talking up Carolina and, and I think that, you know, the way the teams have been playing and, and obviously Tampa made a statement to make me rethink things a little bit, but, um, I think Carolina was kind of your favorite to win the South and they still may be, uh, but you're getting a Michael Thomas back in the game here. Um, and, uh, the Saints defense, uh, is going to come ready to play. I, I, I think the Saints, uh, the Saints win and cover. And uh, I, I, I think it's, I think it's a, um, I think they make kind of a statement here uh, at uh, at home, and um, and I think Drew Brees kind of silences a few critics. I think it's going to be a lot of stuff through the air. And don't get me wrong, Kamara will be involved primarily as a pass catcher, but I think this is one where 
a lot of your rushing yards are going to be Latavius Murray while while you're resting the passing game, and they're going to try to get that rhythm going now that they have uh, all the pieces back in play. Uh, I'm going to take the over because I think it's going to force uh, Carolina to score some points. Uh, so I'm going to do I'm going to do the exact opposite of everything you just said. Perfect, Matt. How about you? Uh, is this the game where they're back in the dome? I think I think they're still in the dome. I, that's kind of been a confusing thing. Like I know they've been trying to get fans. They talked about maybe playing at LSU. I thought I saw something today that uh, they're going to remain in the dome and, and maybe going to get some fans. Uh, yeah, there I'm, the I'm showing it in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Now I don't know if that's just okay. by default with the app that I'm using, but but I, I I would think that they're usually pretty good at updating that stuff. All right, so yeah, let, let's right, for right. now let's plan on it being in the dome. Okay, yeah, I know I know there was some just up in the air stuff about fans and everything for for that game, but um, I didn't know if the Saints were again going to go to the Supreme Court like they did over their pass interference calls or whatnot. Um, you know, there's a there's a fan base and it's you know, just, you know, thank you, appreciate that. Um, that all being said, I do think the Saints are going to win big. Uh, I think they do need to come out and make a statement. Getting Michael Thomas back is huge for Drew. Um, and I, I think that the Carolina Panthers have been a really fun story, a good feel-good story, but those usually kind of run their course around this time. So um, I'm going to take New Orleans covering the spread and going over just because I think they're going to put a ton of points. All right, very good. Then we go to the 5-0 and Pittsburgh Steelers, two-and-a-half-point road favorite at the 5-0 and uh, Tennessee Titans. Um, who I still say, and Sean, you and I were talking about this on the phone on Sunday, I, I, I don't think this is a great undefeated team. Uh, besides the drubbing of the Bills, they have four wins over not good teams by a grand total of like 13 points. So, um, But either way, 52 is the over-under Sunday at 1 o'clock uh, on CBS. Uh, for me, I'm going Steelers. I'm going the over. Both these offenses seem to be clicking really well. Um I like that trend to continue. Steelers are going to cover the spread. They're going to win outright um, and and get to six and zero. I know they're what five and zero for the first time since like the early seventies. Um, I don't know when the last time they were six and zero was, but uh, keep feeding Chase Claypool. All my friends that were Steelers fans, I remember on on draft day uh, had texted me. Uh, I always know when like fans of a, 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 a when a team drafts a Notre Dame player because I get texts from friends of mine. Like, how good's this guy? And I'm like, he literally catches everything. <laughs> um, Which just goes to show you that despite being on national TV, everybody in the central Pennsylvania area refuses to watch him. <laughs> exactly. They're on national TV every week. Every week. Good good opponents or not, every week. And somehow they go, how's this guy? Well, it's that stupidity uh, bias that uh, Pennsylvania res- residents are taught from the word go. Uh, about our Irish, so how's this number one wide receiver from your team? Well, he's that, pretty good. That went to the playoffs <laughs> and got drafted in the good. second round. Like, yeah, he's, yeah, he's pretty, pretty good. good. Um, but uh, keep feeding him uh, against Steelers plus in the over. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm on a different page than you on the Titans. I think the Titans are are for real, and 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 you can you can point out how poor those teams are. They played and 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 Minnesota's. Um, Hit or miss. Like, I feel you catch them on the wrong day, they're going to surprise you. I mean, <laughs> they could have uh, they could have beat Seattle, uh, should have beat Seattle probably, um, uh, the way that they played in, in that game. And so Minnesota was a real good team. Uh, you got in the shootout with them. Jacksonville at times has flashed some brilliance offensively. So it's not a complete wash. 
Um, it is a little bit concerning. Um, it, there's one matchup in this game that's going to decide everything, and it's, uh, you know, I've learned uh, one thing from watching the Titans is that um, Derrick Henry can carry 22 men on his back. Jeez, that guy's ridiculous. He can do it. He's, He's real the one good. Alabama running back that's actually good in the NFL. He is unbelievable. And 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 every year I just I, I think it's I, I forget until he's galloping for ninety five yards how fast he is. Yeah. Uh, he's so big that you just assume he's like James Harrison running out of steam at the ten, <laughs> like and he never does. He just keeps that. No, train and he moves. actually runs through the wall behind the end zone. Like behind he the end, you can't stop. Like he doesn't train, run up the know? tunnel. He just runs through the wall and um, then and then back through it. Somehow but, fixes but the wall. But to me, that's the, the test. Uh, that's the test is, um, you know, are you going to be able to establish a running game against Pittsburgh's uh, defensive front? Uh, I, I think it can be done, um, especially when you have that kind of talent. And, and Tennessee has a great running game. And, and let's not forget, this is a team. Uh, um, you can say what you want about getting Corey Davis back. I understand he's who he is. Um, but uh, A.J. Brown's healthy. Um, so so that's something the that they didn't have this? for a chunk of those games. And... Um, this is a team that that almost made the Super Bowl last year, James. Almost, um, were it not for my man Big Red. Congrats again. Um, but we, uh, yeah, I, I I like the Titans' chances, uh, but not this week. I'm going to take the Steelers with you. I went that whole rant thinking you were going to just have me go the other way. Uh, no, I think the Steelers are too hot right now, and and they've shifted gears, and teams don't really know how to react to it yet. Um, so I'm going to take the Steelers in that one. I'm going to take the over. Uh, I think a lot of points are going to be scored here because um, eventually the Titans are going to have to start throwing. Uh, just hint, hint, uh, start A.J. Brown if you have him. I don't know why you wouldn't. <laughs> um, but um, don't be afraid of the Steelers matchup. They're going to be they're going to let him catch balls. And um, yeah, that's my pick. So I think we have a late uh, a late edition of uh, of Dave. Oh, for crying out here into the show. Does he forget we're, we're, we're doing this on the Eastern uh, uh, Eastern time? Uh, Dave, do you know that? Yeah, I'm moving a whole bunch of stuff here, uh, getting ready for the move, and I just want to call in and uh, congratulate Mr. Sean on his uh, exciting news on Facebook, so I'm getting on his good side this week, but uh, just had to call in and check in with you guys while I'm hauling shit. I thought you were going to congratulate me on my 14-1 and <laughs> college football pick record against the spread. I thought that's what you were going to call for. Um but yeah, for those of you didn't uh, that, that aren't following me on Facebook, and why would you? Um, <laughs> we um, it was officially announced this week. We've known for a while. Um, second, ad- another edition, uh, second second baby, uh, going to be coming in April. Uh, so that's pretty exciting. Uh, my little man Nick is now going prepping to be a big brother. So that's pretty exciting. Good man. So Dave, are you actually going to do any picks, or or did you literally jump on just to uh, just to say that? I can do either. I'm in the car for like 30 minutes driving back, so uh, I can harass you guys for a little bit. More so Sean than anyone else since I got my uh, nice bit out of the way there, eh? Since you got done kissing his ass. All right, so uh, we'll, we'll, we'll stick with you. Uh, Steelers, two-and-a-half-point favorite at uh, at the uh, Titans on Sunday with, uh, with the 50, what did I say, 52. Uh, what do you got, Dave? Yeah, we're going to go with the uh, the Steelers. I think the Titans are a, a lot a bit overrated just given the, the first couple of games that they have. And uh, the Steelers' D-line should be able to contain Henry a little bit, which is a uh, pretty massive task at hand, of course. But uh, they, they should be able to contain him a little bit. And uh, 
hopefully have enough on the offensive side of the ball to get it done. Uh, I'm going the under, though, uh, just because I heard Sean pick the over. So uh, we're going to go opposite <laughs> of him and go under. You can keep going whatever direction you want. Uh, going opposite <laughs> you has done very well for me so far this year. So. Oh, and I, I didn't. I, I forgot to hit any any college football locks, but I, I will remember to hit uh, if you, if you have one of the games that's, that's a lock here in the NFL, uh, go ahead and hit it. Um, no, I'll get. I was going to hit mine on this one. I'm not going to. Uh, Matt, Steelers and Titans. Yeah, I think what we'll see here is. Um, I mean, the Steelers' offense is really grooving right now. The defense is coming into its own. So I think that Tennessee is going to have to score a lot of points to keep up with them. And I think that's going to rely on Tannehill throwing, which is not something that the Tennessee offense ever really wants to see a ton of. Um, If he's running, if Henry's running, then they're in good shape. But if they're putting it on the arm of Ryan Tannehill, um, Dolphins fans can attest to how well that works out for you despite the talent that they have at receiver at Tennessee. So I'm going to take Pittsburgh to cover as well as the over. I don't know, man. Tannehill, uh, I was kind of in that boat too. But but if you look at his numbers over his last like eight starts or something, it, it's they're, they're pretty gaudy numbers, uh, yeah, e- even throwing the are. ball. So uh, I think, you know, because I was, I was kind of in your boat, Matt, but, but you know, time will tell if he can uh, continue on that stretch. But, but uh We'll uh we'll we'll keep moving on here. Uh, we got the uh the four and two Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're a three point road favorite at the uh, three and two Raiders. Uh, they had the bye last week after the big win over Kansas City. Uh, Fifty three and a half is your over under number on this one. Uh, this one is Sunday night uh, on NBC eight twenty five. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with uh with the Bucks here. Uh, both to uh keep keep Tom Brady's uh. Uh, career alive and and to keep Sean in the bag of misery down there in in, in the Tampa area. Uh, I'm going to go Tampa to uh, uh, cover that three and win the game, and I'm going to go the over here as well. I think both offenses have been moving the ball uh, pretty well, and they're going to keep it up. Uh, Yeah, this should be an exciting game. We do – my man – that's my man Jake there. Jake Kuhn let us know uh, a Bellinger two-run homer uh, here in the World Series. Uh, so we have a score. Um, so maybe that'll quiet some people tomorrow if it holds. Uh, we'll see. Uh, either way, um, yeah, in this game, I, I think it's a sneaky spot for the Raiders. I mean, this is a team that kind of surprised the Saints earlier this year. Took some people say, hey, wait a minute. Um, you know, they're getting healthy. You got rugs back, and you had an extra week to prepare for this game. Um, I'm not sure it's enough. Um, I mean, it, you, you kind of get the fun play here. Um with it being kind of the Gruden Bowl, which which is kind of kind of exciting, and and maybe because of that, I would I would want to lean to the Raiders, but I just I just can't do it in a primetime spot here. I gotta I gotta stick with um, I gotta stick with Tom for another week. Uh, I, I think Tom's gonna um, continue to um, continue what he started last week against Green Bay. After a dominant performance like that, it's real hard to bet against any team um, uh, to to really come in and I mean to take an undefeated team and slap them around like that. Um, was pretty impressive. Uh, they definitely got my attention. Uh, I'm going to take them. Um, I'm going to take them uh, to cover uh, pretty handedly. And um, yeah, I guess I'm going to go with the over. That, that's sitting at a spot right about where I'd put it. I, I'm not sure I like the over under here, but I'm going to take. Uh, I'm going to take that uh, that over on that. All right, good, Matt. Uh, who do you got here? Bucks and Raiders. Uh, yeah, it's. 
it's kind of weird for me to see both of these teams doing as well as they are. I thought that both of them would kind of not be that great this year. <laughs> um, so, you know, look at Tommy reinvigorating himself down there in Tampa Bay. I'm sure that's fun for you, Sean, um, <laughs> to hear all about that all the time. I'm, I'm so envious. Um, that being said, I think that one of these teams is actually their record is better than their actual team, and that's the Raiders. Um, they got a nice little win against Kansas City, and kudos to them. That was probably their Super Bowl for the year, and I think we're just going to see a letdown from here on out. Uh, so I'm going to take Tampa Bay, and I'm going to take the under. I don't think uh, I don't think we see a ton of points on the board from either team, uh, especially you know Tom's arm is probably still hurting from just slinging it around against <laughs> against Green Bay. He's probably got it on ice at this point. Holy hell! Boy, the Packers. Just to throw it out there: the Raiders' uh, three and two mark is is three wins against the the Carolina Panthers, the New Orleans Saints, and the Kansas City Chiefs, and they have a pretty substantial wow. loss to the Patriots and a one score loss to the Bills. So, so it hasn't been like they've been getting blown out like years before. I'm not changing my pick because of it, but I do want to <laughs> point out that they have they have done a few things that surprised me even more than they surprised Matt. Uh, just keep handing it to Josh Jacobs and throwing it to uh, to Waller, the tight end, and I'll be a happy guy. Uh, Dave, who do you got here, Bucks and Raiders? Man, anytime I can bet against Tom Brady in a spot that makes sense, it's a golden <laughs> thing to do. So we're we're uh, we're gonna go with a letdown spot against Tampa Bay here uh, off the big win versus Green Bay. Uh, definitely like the over here with a lot of points being scored. Uh, the thing that scares me is this Tampa Bay offense looks like it's. Uh, Finally starting to click here, which could uh, bode uh, some potential problems for the whole NFC there. But, uh, you know, we're going to we're gonna go with the uh, Gruden off the extra extra week of prep here for uh, Thome and his crew. Uh, not only do the Raiders cover here, but they win this game straight up, and you can lock that one up. hey oh, we got our first lock of the week. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. There it wow. is. Yeah, it hits he hits the lock. How about it? I did not Wow. Did not see that coming. Um Yeah, it's the Gruden Bowl. Uh so that's always fun as well. Uh and then finally our last game uh for for the week, uh the five and one Bears at the four and two Rams, who are a six point home favorite, forty five and a half, uh is the over under on this one. Uh Monday night, eight fifteen uh on ESPN. Uh this one for me, is fairly easy. Um, I, I, this is no disrespect to Nick Foles, all, all the bad will I, I had about him winning a Super Bowl uh, in that city down the road uh, is not there anymore. He's a Chicago Bear. It doesn't hurt me anymore. Um, but this this Bears team at five and one is is not for real. They're gonna find a way to. They're gonna they're gonna crash back down to reality at some point. Um, I'm taking the Rams. I'm taking the points. Uh, I'm going to go under because I don't think the Rams offense is that great and the Bears are, are not going to score many points on this Rams defense. Uh, but Rams plus and the under, you can lock that up. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Yeah, it's ironic that we, we just spent so much time talking about whether the Tennessee Titans were an overrated, undefeated team. <laughs> and now I'm staring at a 4-2 and two Rams team and a 5-1 and one Bears team. Um, I, I don't think either of these teams are free. The Rams keep surprising me. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out when Jared Goff's going to crash down to earth. And I think there's a good chance it's this week. 
Uh, I think it's kind of one of those surprise games because it does look so um, so obvious. Um, and with the Rams getting that that kind of spread, first of all, I'm easily going to take the Bears to cover this. I think it's going to be close because I think the Rams aren't going to score a ton of points, uh, not as many as we're used to seeing. Uh, despite that offensive guru and his trickery and tight end reverses and whatever else he decides <laughs> to pull out this week. Um, but reports are Nick Foles has that locker room turned around. People are believing uh, they're, they're, they're buying into the whole Super Bowl champion hype and, and, and they're, they're, they're just they're following the man where he'll take him. And, and I think the more he gets to settle in, you know, I think he's going to impress. He's going to surprise me because we all know how everyone feels about Nick Foles, the backup versus Nick Foles, the starter. Uh, and I think he's going to kind of uh, quell some more critics here because uh, his record as a starter I've been, like, isn't as bad as, as as we seem to remember the, the, the really bad losses. He does have wins as a starter and a Pro Bowl under his credit as a starter. It was many, many years ago. But <laughs> um, but he's got a good defense on the other side of the ball. I think the Bears' defense is, is uh, what's holding him in games. Uh, and that Bears team did beat that red-hot Tampa Bay team that everybody seems so high, high about. Uh, not too many weeks ago. Uh, I'm going to take the Bears. I'm going to take the Bears to cover, and I'm going to take them to win the game. Uh, another primetime spot for Nick Foles. Nick Foles lives for the primetime, and uh, I, I think it's going to be an ugly win because that's the only way Chicago wins anything. <laughs> and uh, uh, But he's going to do it. He's going he's gonna to find himself in a spot, and he's going to need to make a play, and he's going to do it. Uh, and I'm going to take way under. I think it's going to be very few points. Um Go Nick Foles. Thanks for everything. Godspeed. I don't think so, Tim. Uh, Matt, go ahead. <laughs> I'm going to echo those sentiments. I think we're going to see Nick Foles do what Nick Foles does best. We're going to see classic BDN just pulling it out, laying it on the table in prime time where everyone's used to seeing him just thrive. I mean, we, we saw the beating. He's put on a, a strong Minnesota Vikings team. We saw him take down Tom Brady for the second time in as many facings recently. So uh, you can't just bet against this guy. So Bears cover definitely under. All right, Dave, what do you got? So this is a uh, interesting one, given that I believe the Rams are four and two and their four wins are against the NFC East. Outside of that division, I don't think they've won a game this year. I could be wrong on that, but I saw it on Twitter, so it has to be true. 100%. So, I mean, you go with that, and why does Vegas have the Rams' favor? Because it's no secret. Yeah. So, it's one of those interesting, uh, interesting. what does Vegas know that no one else does? And, I mean, you got to believe that there's a little bit more talent on the Rams. But the key to, the key to beating the Rams, as everyone knows, is to pressure Goff. Because anytime you get in his face, he, he turns into like a... Uh, uh, Stonehand guy trying to throw a freaking ball that doesn't work so well, uh, kind of like Drew Brees this year. But um, you, you get into some of these these spots, and it's it's a it's a good spot for the Rams coming off the win that Chicago just had over Tampa Bay. Um, but some of that too is also uh, implicated by the the extra prep and everything that get McVay can get here and and to twirl up some offensive plays. So I'm going to take the Rams. Uh, I'm going to take them by over a touchdown for no good reason at all, other than it just sounds interesting. And um, we're going to take the over because it doesn't make sense, and this whole game doesn't make sense. Yeah, there's not for a the record. Rams wins uh, twenty to seventeen over Dallas, thirty-seven nineteen over Philly, seventeen nine over the Giants, 
and 30 to 10 over the football team in Washington. Yeah. So there so you go. So it's literally four wins uh, against the NFC. Against, against the absolute possibly worst division against ever. Against four teams that combined for what? Three wins? Yeah. Four? Uh, four. Four. four wins. And that's because yeah. they played yeah. each other in three of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we get those great Somebody NFC. Win. NFC. Well, not necessarily. You guys know about that. We have a time. Uh, um, but uh, yeah, we get those great NFC East matchups again uh, this upcoming weekend with uh, Eagles and the Giants on Thursday night, and uh, and Cowboys and the Washington Football Team. I saw a great tweet earlier today. It said uh, on Sunday you have uh, the uh, the WFT versus WTF. <laughs> So uh, that's, that's pretty much where we're at at this point. Uh, Cowboys are uh, are down to their third string uh, left tackle. No starters on their offensive line. Uh, defense banged up. I mean, it's just it, it's just a comic, um, you know, a, a comedy of, of tragedy. I guess is uh, is what the the Cowboys and Eagles both uh, have at this point. But uh, and. Uh, and- and before we leave the NFL, I want I want a chance to plug my uh, semi new segment. It's always going to be very quick. Oh yes, uh, we'll try to make it a little bit bigger. Uh, thing I've always wanted to kind of get going, and, and I used to do it with my friends. It's called the fantasy irrelevant touchdown of the week. And in case you weren't following all the games on Sunday, I'm going to run by you a few of the fantasy irrelevant touchdowns. Now, keep in mind, some pretty no-name wide receivers caught some. But if they were catching it from a Pat Mahomes or if they were catching it from a Lamar Jackson, that keeps it somewhat fantasy relevant. going to be real hard to win when they're throwing it. However, we did have a Nick Foles to Cole Komet touchdown as a finalist. Uh, Cole Komet getting a getting a Ooh. touchdown there. Yeah, yeah. Cole Komet, the tight end. Any tight end touchdown. I mean, we know who he is. Good. We know who he is. Uh, we did have his touchdown. Uh, slightly better than that was uh, Kyle Allen to Cam Sims for the football team in Washington. That that was up there. Um, we did have a Snell sighting in Pittsburgh. That was close. Terrell Williams, the backup in KC, had a shot. Uh, and I almost argue that Kenyon Drake scoring twice is fantasy irrelevant because so many people have put him on the bench. However, if you want the fantasy irrelevant touchdown of the week, you're going to have to go no farther than the city of brotherly love, where the top two finalists both happen. And you would think that a Jason Kroom, the fourth who? tight end, who? catching who? a ball from Carson Wentz would be the fantasy <laughs> irrelevant touchdown of the week. But you were wrong because Miles Sanders decided wrong, to flop sir. a ball wrong. to the end zone. And who fell on it? J.C. or Sega Whiteside is your fantasy irrelevant touchdown of the week also scored more touchdowns uh, than DK Metcalf this week, uh, <laughs> partially because he wasn't playing. So there you go. There's your Who fantasy irrelevant touchdown <laughs> of the week. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's shift here. Uh, we will get to Major League Baseball, but uh, saw a hockey story pop up. Um, the Vegas uh, Golden Knights president Bill Foley was a guest uh, on Las Vegas KSHP Radio Wednesday last Wednesday. Uh, he revealed a few uh, few things uh, on the show. Uh, Foley said uh, that uh, the NHL is likely going to have a Canadian division uh, this upcoming year, saying, I don't think the border is going to be open before January 1st. Uh, Canada's got spikes going on. They're going to lock down again. Winnipeg's locking down. Quebec has spikes going down. Uh, I think they're going to play a Canada div- Canadian division. I don't think they're going to cross the border. Uh, Canadian vi- division would mean that uh, there would be seven teams. The Calgary Flames, Edmonton Oilers, Montreal Canadiens, 
Ottawa Senators, Toronto Maple Leafs, Vancouver Canucks, and Winnipeg Jets uh, would play each other. Uh, Montreal uh, Gazette's Pat Hickey had also reported that as a possibility uh, back in September. Uh, Hickey also um, hypothesized that the league could realign divisions uh, for this upcoming year to adjust to the uh, to the All Canadian Division. Uh, he he crafted up three other divisions as well. Uh, division one being the Bruins, Sabers, Devils, Islanders, Rangers, Flyers, Penguins, and Capitals. Uh, the second division being the Hurricanes. Blackhawks, Blue Jackets, Red Wings, uh, Panthers, Predators, Blues, and Lightning. And then the third division would be the Anaheim Ducks, uh, Arizona Coyotes, Avalanche, Stars, Kings, Wild, Sharks, and the Golden Knights. Uh, during the interview, Bill Foley also uh, revealed he believes the te- the season would start on February 1st, a month later than the NHL's current announced target date of January 1st. Um, and that's the thing, like not only with the NHL, of course, uh, the NBA, uh, these sports that have not started back up, uh, have not announced any plans on exactly when they will start the NHL, uh, like I said, uh, targeting January 1st, but that date is a moving target. I've seen, uh, some, uh, hypotheses that the NHL season, although commissioner Gary Bettman said they want to play a full 82 games could be reduced to somewhere around uh, the mid-60s, mid-50s, or even uh, high 40 games before a Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, because ultimately the goal uh, after this upcoming season for, for like the NHL and the NBA is to start the uh, 2021-2022 season as close to normal as possible as hopefully, dear God, uh, life begins to re- uh, resemble something that uh, looks – like a what we remember normal to be, um, but I thought this was really interesting, uh, you know, to see because you know that was the big the big tipping point in the NHL restart um, was you know for the playoffs this year w- was getting it to a place where uh, where where teams could be and yeah I don't think you're going to be able to see uh, people crossing uh, borders uh, by any frequency so you could see a situation where this Canadian division plays each other and then uh you know depending what the situations are maybe a bubble uh for the playoffs uh next season as well but um you know the 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 realigned divisions for me whatever it takes i mean honestly at this point to get uh an nhl product on the ice uh i'm all for you know the the the, the bubble situations they had and i i get you're not going to be able to do that for a full season um you know but but whatever it takes to get it on uh, on the ice and get a season uh, full full 82 games or not, I, I'm all here for it. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a lot of hypotheticals. Uh, you know, it's it's a lot to... Uh, we did have a home lot. run here. We did have a home run here in the uh, in the World Series. So the... Uh, a, a, a Chimer uh, home run. So the, uh, the Rays are now down only 2-1. to one, And uh, Kershaw just passed Smoltz for the most postseason strikeouts jake uh jake doesn't seem too upset by that <laughs> no he, he uh i mean he's a big uh he's a big race supporter down here though he's he's bought in uh and why not i mean i have no problem if they want to win it's i i don't know it's just gonna get real old as as tom starts winning games i think uh other than that i mean if you're gonna be if it's gonna happen why not happen a few blocks for me i guess um i mean the Rays with that payroll difference 
you know, everybody loves an underdog. So uh, Jake giving us that, also pointing out that the uh, the free taco in effect, uh, we had our stolen base. So uh, yes. steal a base, steal a taco. Is that tomorrow? Uh, when is that? that? When do you get the free taco? Is it tomorrow? Uh, they'll, they'll announce it. All the stipulations said they'll announce the date. All you got to do is be there by 11.59 p.m. on that date. I got it. Uh, I got imagine. time. <laughs> I would imagine. So we got we got time. We, we we got all the time in the world to wait for that Locos taco. Um, but hockey wise, I, I I think um, you know, like you said, anything to get it going. I don't know um, I I don't know what the scenarios all really really play out. It, it, it's all very confusing. I think an all Canadian kind of division and kind of trying to play around the border um, seems a little strange to me. I, I'd like to see, and maybe it'd be a scenario where if you split up the divisions like that. Um, maybe you could do a shortened season and, uh, like this year where they did kind of like, like a play in round, maybe you could expand and, um, maybe do a partial kind of round robin season in a bubble, uh, that kind of thing. Take a quick breather, get everybody into a bubble, uh, maybe make it more than the, uh, 16 teams, you know, maybe even stretch it to 24, you know, eliminate a part of it. I don't know how you want to do it, but, but if you can get it back into a bubble, it's asking these players a lot, though, less than a year later to get back into a bubble. Uh, you know, a lot of these guys, you know, came out to uh, to families and kids. And, and I'm not going to lie to you. If I was sitting pretty low in that rankings and, and, you know, my team, I wasn't so sure we had a shot at that Stanley Cup in my mind, I'd consider opting out like uh, some players did. Um, so it's going to get real interesting because I don't think – I mean, obviously nothing's going away, at least not from what I can see. And uh, – <laughs> You know, I, I'm just hoping they can find a solution and something that works and, and uh, you know, it, it goes as well as it did last time. Sure. Matt? Yeah, I mean, the bubble is certainly out of the window next time around if they want to do a full season. So, um, you know, it, it comes down to what do these teams have to play for. Um, and if they don't, then I, I certainly do see them, you know, kind of opting out. I don't necessarily like the the division the Flyers are in, but it kind of is what it is <laughs> when it comes down to that. Um, and so it, it would be nice. It would be interesting to see because, um, you know, we'll, about the time they're projecting is right about when football will be ending. So it's kind of a good grace period for sports fans if we're able to just jump right back into another sport. But um, cautiously optimistic, I guess, is what I would say. Yeah, it's kind of been the uh, you know the kind of safe play all around as we've gone through all of this, and obviously uh, the world situation is going to dictate um, you know whether things return, when they return, how they return. Um, so you know the, the the best advice for fans is uh, just be smart and do the do the smart things you got to do uh, to help the situation. And then, of course, finally, guys, the uh, World Series underway tonight. Uh, starting the bottom of the fifth here, two to one Dodgers, uh, who are the, uh, the, the home team in the series. Um, but, uh, Oh, did the national league win the all-star game this year? <laughs> uh, I like that. I like that classic. The, one of the dumbest, just the absolute dumbest ways to determine home field in a, uh, but I'm glad they. Uh, I'm glad they, they they did away with that anyway. Uh, even before all the shenanigans that have been 2020. Um, but yeah, Rays and uh, Rays and Dodgers. Um, you know, I, I think for me, I was just most happy that uh, the the Astros, much like most baseball fans, uh, the Astros didn't make it uh, to the World Series. Um, More so happy the Braves didn't make it. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't necessarily have a have a dog in the fight either way in that one. Uh, but uh, not not really a big Braves fan myself either. Um, but you, you know, my big thing was, uh, you know, and the Astros kept kept going and kept going. I'm like, come on, are you like seriously? The team that shouldn't even be in the postseason is uh, is marching towards the uh, the World Series, but um, you know, they they ended up not making it. So. You know, for me, I, I, I being in, being a an AL East fan uh, of the Orioles, uh, I guess I'm I'm kind of pulling for the Dodgers, but like I have no reason to hate the Rays. Um, you know, it's it's not like the Yankees or Red Sox or even Blue Jays, really. Um, so, well, Jim, if you're an AL East fan, you're a fan of all of. Well, that AL that is that East. is that is true. <laughs> uh as uh as a as a friend of our well not a friend of ours but a a, a somebody acquaintance. somebody we know an acquaintance at best uh that we know uh likes to play that card that because uh, what he's uh he's a braves fan but an ale east fan he's uh he's oh, a big 10 he's fan. a big 10 fan but he's an ohio state and a penn state fan. he's like one of those guys that just kind of kind of latches on wherever uh so by that he's a shitty sports fan uh is 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 what uh and uh, yeah, I'm with Jake Boo this man. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, you know, for me, I guess I'm pulling for the Dodgers. But uh, I'm just gonna enjoy uh, watching some of the games and, and and closing out the baseball season here. Yeah, you got you got me coming into the into the playoffs, picking the Rays early to make the World Series. Uh, didn't pick them to win the World Series, and I'm still not going to. Um, <laughs> I have no again. I have no problem with the Rays winning. I mean, the, the fact that a team with the payroll they have and and playing baseball the right way, they've won games with uh, solid pitching, great defense. Uh, you know, at, at times where they've needed the bats, they've arrived, uh, and and um, it's been kind of a fun little run for them. Uh, you know, I love Guillen as the manager uh, running the show there. He he's a he's a Tampa guy. Uh, you know, grew up grew up down here, went to school down here. You know, at that time. There was no team here, uh, so for him to wind up in a managerial role in his hometown is pretty rad. Uh, but I, I just I, I see the Dodgers who who found a way to fall behind to the Braves early and, and, and to make that push to come back and you know take that in the fashion they did with the with the not quite walk off homer but close. Um, if they can catch some momentum here early, I, I don't think it's going to be a very long series. Um, Unfortunately, eventually it comes down to that. Uh, that's true. Cash, the head coach, also from uh, from Tampa as well. Uh, so, um, so it's a pretty cool uh, system they have down here, and it's got to be one of the best front offices in baseball uh, to be able to draft the way they do and to with with as little money as they have do it. Um, I just I think that there comes a point where that money helps a lot, uh, and and unfortunately in these championship scenarios, I, I think we're going to see one of the scenarios where the Dodgers finally get their. Uh, get their hardware again the 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 rays almost kind of remind me of the uh the kc royals mm-hmm. that year like it, it they they just you know and and that was the year where the orioles made it to the to the alcs and i was like is this actually going to be a thing and then the royals just smoked them small balled them and and, and out pitched the hell out of them um and and you know that that's kind of what the rays have done they, they, they kind of remind me of uh, that Royals team, because really, I mean, if we're being honest, that year the Orioles and Royals were the teams in the in the championship series. Neither of them 
belong there, and now they're that coming. was just Major League Baseball is watching that ALCS going, what the hell happened? Going, what the <laughs> Like, how did we give? How did we give all these teams the players that we gave them? And, and this is what we get. What is that? What the what fuck is, is that? <laughs> <laughs> like, like that was just they're going like what? Like, how did we? What the hell is even that? They just they had no clue. They they had no clue how how it got to that point. Uh, the world but current this one. Uh, this one wasn't quite that bad, but uh, no, but no. I'll, the uh, the Rays two really it. great championship series to lead up to the World Series. Yeah, that, no, that, that was exciting, no doubt. Matt, your thoughts on uh, the World Series here? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I was half right in my prediction. I, I think I said A's Dodgers because, like an idiot, I thought the A's would finally, finally get over the hump. But hey, the Dodgers have like a nice early nineties no! Buffalo Bills thing going. Don't feel bad. I had the Cubbies, so that's just true. I, I think in I think in our preseason thing, I think Sean, you and I both had the Phillies going pretty far. So yeah, we did <laughs> really good call on that. Oh, um, Spadudios. <laughs> so um, the third time in four years that the Dodgers are in the series, I think it's bound to finally click. Um, I hope it doesn't. I am pulling for the Rays just because you know I, I like the small market team, um, and while Tampa Bay has their annoying title town. So will LA with the Lakers just winning. um, Either way, we're just kind of screwed on that. Theirs will be more annoying. Right. So I'm going with the less annoying one with with the Rays, um, hopefully. Just want to see a good series here, but I think it'll be over by like Tuesday. What would have been fun is if they just did like double headers Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then if there's a game seven on Friday. Yeah, just (laughs) done. Get it over with. Well, like back in the day, like I like if you ever watch like the like the old home run derbies and World Series on like ESPN Classic, they were like afternoon game. It was like middle of the week. It was like Tuesday afternoon, like World Series games. And I didn't they I think they did a couple of uh, or like at least one afternoon game when the Cubs made the World Series. Like it was just cool to see. It was like a neat throwback. But yeah, um, yeah, Tampa. I don't feel like Tampa will get real annoying with their with their title town until. Uh, if, if the, if the Buccaneers with Brady, like then, then that, then that like annoying swagger will probably come out. Uh, but yeah, LA, uh, LA could get pretty bad here. Don't forget the Rams are four and two as well. So they also have that ability. And like the chargers, and I'm not saying the chargers have a shot of going like really going deep, but like, since they made that quarterback change, that offense is, is playing in in a whole different way. Than we expected him to, and, and the defense isn't too shabby either. Uh, like, could you imagine the hellfire from the sports world if the Dodgers win the World Series, Lakers win uh, the uh, the NBA title, and then it like the the Chargers and Rams somehow both go deep into the playoffs? Like, it, it could get it could get real annoying for sports fans. Um, well, the good news is the Kings aren't gonna. That's the good news. Yes, yes, the the Kings will always. Uh, Except for those couple of years, like where they won two Stanley Cups in three years. What's gonna say if they can find a couple former Flyers? Maybe they'll, uh, maybe they'll put something <laughs> together. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, anything else, guys? Otherwise, we're gonna we're gonna close this thing up. Uh, yeah, no, I don't. Uh, I don't have a lot more. I was gonna make the uh, the official baby announcement on here too, but once again, Dave screwed that up. Uh, so we're gonna, we we had announced that a bit early, um, but. <laughs> Uh, I'm just kidding. I love Dave as much as anybody else, uh, <laughs> primarily because he tells me which way to pick. Uh, and so far, <laughs> it's working pretty well. Um, either way, um, we got the uh, we got the big announcement. If you're on the uh, if 
you're on the uh, screen there, we're gonna we're gonna get it up there. If you're on the video feed, we got the guy with the uh, the announcement there. Uh, real happy to be the big brother. And if you don't have the TV, it was an adorable picture of my little man wearing a shirt that said "Big Bro." Um, otherwise, uh, I'll keep watching Title Town down here in Tampa Bay, and um, we'll keep chatting with you on Tuesdays about uh, about how annoying it is. Uh, you guys have a good week. All right, Matt. Anything else? Uh, not really. I mean, this this time around, I, I have the wrestling stuff in the background. You can check me out on Three Count Thursday. Uh, familiar face on there um, <laughs> that you can watch. Next time around, it's just because my two walls, I have wrestling and then I have sports. The sports walls going under some construction here. Got a Brandon Graham 16 by 20 to put up. Got an Alshon Jeffrey 16 by 20. And while we were doing the show, purchased a Joel Embiid 16 by 20. So doing some rearranging on this wall so you're stuck with the wrestling wall until next time very good all right you can follow me of course at big gym sports make sure you're following along the show um and uh you know you're subscribed to us on all of our uh social media channels all of our podcast uh feeds both uh the the full show and uh, the uh the red zone podcast as well where we post our best clips of the week uh until next week make sure you uh stick with us and stay safe Stay smart and go for the win. Huddle Up Podcast is sponsored by Arena Eats. Log on to the website, arenaeats.app. That's arenaeats.app for the ultimate fan experience. At your favorite sports venue, Arena Eats mobile app, pre-order, express pickup, and in-seat delivery. How do you place your order?